0: It's time for school, Rock School, with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. Let me dispel a myth, if I could. There's this neat little urban myth that goes around about compact discs, that the reason the disc has a certain number of bytes or a certain space on it or a certain amount of time is because the first thing ever recorded on a compact disc was the Ninth Symphony by Beethoven. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show, Rock School Radio Network. How many uh, how many radio stations does it take to make a network, Tammy? Uh,
1: obviously one. No, 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 at least two. Oh, two. At least two. Oh, Here you, you know, go.
0: I'm Joe Burns, you are. Well,
1: I'm failing this class, right?
0: <laughs> That's right, you're all Go sit in the back. Go sit in the back and stare at the I'm not the wall. raising
1: my hand Calling again.
0: Calling your mother. On July 1st, and I know we're a piece away from July 1st, Tammy, but... Best Buy will stop selling compact discs altogether. They're just going to quit. Now, you're going to still see vinyl for about two years, but CDs are going to stop. And the reason you'll see vinyl is because they they cut a contract with somebody. So they got to sell the vinyl. The CDs sold at Target are also going to be going away. However, the ones that people want to sell, when I say people, I mean music companies, the ones that they want to sell are going to have to be paid by purchase. It used to be that you know a whole slew would go. Yeah. If they didn't sell, they got sent back and a refund was given. That's right. not anymore. It says here Target will only sell compact discs if they are paid on the compact disc that's sold. Okay. That's it. Gotcha. So what we're starting to see, witness is the final gasp of the compact disc. And if Target and Best Buy are doing it, it's going to go. And it's We've n-
1: been here before, haven't we? Well,
0: yeah, but something else is happening. Uh, Best Buy states that they generate over $40 million annually. Well, that's enough. Apparently it's not. I'm, I'm guessing they consider the floor space something that can be used uh, to make that, them more money. That
1: spot where they have all those clearance items, you know, the the keychains and, and things yeah. that tchotchkes that no one wants to buy for I think it's gonna all
0: be compact discs real soon but that's and you think to yourself well here he goes he's gonna do a show with statistics on sales and that kind of stuff oh no 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 you
1: got some good stuff
0: yeah I I told you yeah I told you that only to sort of pivot and go off right Uh uh-huh the compact disc itself is failing
1: what do you mean it's is failing? Fi- that's
0: going to be the idea of the show.
1: You mean when yeah. they stick it in the the, the disc player it's not yeah. playing?
0: Yeah. No, yeah. and oh, it's come more on. than that. Oh, it's more than that. It's it's and the thing is, once you hear about, it, I know what you're going to think. Oh, who cares? I can just go listen to music, you know. I can stream it. All guys say, "No, no. No. It goes way deeper than that. The idea of the compact disc is about to turn around and bite us." So, let me play a song. And then I'm going to come back and tell you about this stuff. And this is nothing you can't find yourself. It's all over the place. Well, I didn't know it. Well, I, I look for this stuff. It says here, the first disc sold, not printed, not created, not this, not that, but the first compact disc sold was sold in Japan, and it was Billy Joel's 52nd Street. Was it the first one printed? Nope. That was ABBA's The Visitors, but they didn't sell it. So Billy Joel beat them to market. Aww. From Fifty Second Street, this is Billy Joel on Rock School. compact discs here on the show today and when we play the music we're going to give you a, a little bit of a history about what was printed first what was done first and such but let me tell you statistically what the music scene looks like right now in terms of compact disc 62 percent of all music is streamed 19 percent of all music is digitally downloaded so there's i mean there's the the vast majority of it Add
1: it together yeah then
0: all physical Music.
1: Uh-huh. This records. is records,
0: compact discs, cassettes, da, 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 da. and believe yep. it or not, cassettes are making a little bit of a comeback. I heard, which well, I think is kind of cool. That's only sixteen. However, download sales are trending way up. Streaming is trending uh, way up, and the other stuff is not. It's going down, and the reason this is what I found. The reason the uh, people believe that the the disc, the record, the what have you, is having trouble is because there's quote no exclusives. Anymore it used to be to have the music, you had to buy the record, yeah, you were exclusive it 's like tour shirts anymore. if you had a tour short shirt, you went to the concert, yes, whereas now you can just wander into Target or Best Buy or uh, Walmart i I bought uh, darkness on the edge of town, Bruce Springsteen, yeah dirt a tour cheap. shirt, yeah, I got it for a dollar, so they 're out there, but, so what do we care about compact discs for well The first compact discs came out in the 80s, and the selling point of the disc was its beautiful fidelity and its wide range of frequencies, blah, blah, blah. But there was something on top of that. Yeah. It defeated a record because you could buy a writable. You could buy a CD that you burnt. You could buy a CD that was not only writable but readable, writable, which meant you could just get rid of it. You could erase it if you wanted. And a whole lot of people recorded their records and say, now I've got a compact disc on my record. No, you don't. You have a compact disc. Copy. Right. That sounds like your record. It's not like you're going to get a perfect recording off a scratchy record. That was actually a complaint that people gave. But the fact remains... It was like putting stuff on a cassette. We all knew that a cassette was going to die sooner or later. Yeah. It's tape. It runs across a head. When you put all your stuff onto a compact disc, you expected that it was going to last forever. Forever, yeah. It's digital. Absolutely. Wrong. The compact disc really came into being in in the 80s. And if you want to be really particular, it was like late 70s when it was created. But what happened was this big selling point came out that compact discs are going to last forever. So major venues like the Library of Congress, uh, the Preservation Research and Testing Divisions, what they did was take all of their data and put it onto writable compact discs. Right. Why? Why? Because gonna they're going to last gonna forever. Like, Right. They're never going to go Wait, off.
1: Don't tell me those are going to explode also.
0: They already are. They're failing. No, they're not. They are failing. How? And, and that's, the, that's the thing that's driving people crazy. It's, it's not only humidity. It's not only time not touched. It's whether um, finger oils got onto it or not. And it's doing this thing called bronzing Where the outer coating on the compact disc erodes, leaving the silver exposed. And when you leave it exposed, it tarnishes. And when it tarnishes, it's unreadable. So what you put on it is gone. Not recoverable. Gone. You know how you can go in and you can get a hard drive and you got part of it? No, Gone. Gone. As a matter of fact, the Library of Congress suggests that you take your discs, the one uh-huh. you have, hold them up to a light. Now, I know there's a hole in the middle. Okay. I know there's a hole in the middle.
1: All right. Hold it
0: up to light. If you see pinholes
1: yeah. coming
0: through the silver stuff, you're, you're bronzed. Oh, God,
1: I wish we had some you're now. You're
0: bronzed, and it's, it's no good. Or if it is good, it's going to be no good real quick. So this is what's happening.
1: Wow. This
0: storage thing. It would be like if today... All the hard drives decided to stop. And again, I know what people are saying. Well, so what? I don't listen to CDs anymore. Yeah, but really important Ooh. data yeah. is on the CDs. Well,
1: they're going to have to employ somebody to just go and transfer that data onto something else if that's going to last.
0: If it exists. The <gasps> you first mean the
1: Gap Band CD may could be, be, gone. be totally destroyed could be for gone. life?
0: Could be gone. Somebody dropped a bomb on it. Thank you. <laughs> thank you just click <laughs> move the microphone here so I can bow there we go, there we go. the oh uh, first compact gosh. first compact disc here in the United States manufactured in Terre Haute Indiana by the Sony corporation born in the USA for Springsteen on rock school they sit in the car. the United States government, they put out a study called Compact Disc Service Life and Investigation of the Estimated Service Life of Pre-Recorded Compact Discs Slash CD-ROMS. See, <laughs> if you're going to do something that people will read, oh. make it brief and catchy.
1: Exactly. Yep.
0: Here's what they say. We already told you about bronzing. If you want to keep your... CDs, displaying them is not a good idea. You should have them out of the humidity in a dehumidified area Uh and something that is a a consistent temperature or it will start to bronze. Furthermore, CDs, depending on what year they were made, are not the same animals. It's entirely possible that the CDs of the 1990s were made so differently that they are deteriorating at a faster rate. Rate. Oh my. Furthermore, you were told that you could just play a CD again and again and again and again yeah. and again, and it would never wear out, never right. wear out. Blah, blah, blah. Well, it won't wear out, but the amount of plays, the amount of time that blue light went boom up into it, that affects whether the layers because a CD is really just a big sandwich. Yeah. The layers were put together with a specific kind of epoxy. If you play it and play it and play it and play it and play it, that epoxy, let's go and the sandwich starts to open up.
1: The Gorilla Glue is not working, <laughs> right.
0: huh? The Gorilla no. Glue lost. If you have ones that are rewritable ink, uh-huh. it deteriorates the fastest.
1: Not How, a little fast, it's but the, the fastest. fastest.
0: Right, and furthermore, it will last longer if you burnt at a slower speed. It's just, I don't remember, uh, did you ever burn a lot of CDs? No, you, had the you ability, did. Well, yeah, you had the ability to say... I want the burn at the fastest speed, what have you. I, I don't know. Did anyone do it slowly?
1: No, you want it now. Yeah,
0: that's what I did. Yesterday, so, man. By burning it quickly, you're destroying it quicker. Obviously, contact with chemicals and oils, specifically the oils in your fingers. And they also stated <clears throat> that hold it up to the light. Okay, how long before your CDs are just literally non-usable? Lots and lots of variables. Manufacture, when it was bought, when it was made, how many how many times did you rewrite it, and all those things. But it states, the first generation of CDs right now are starting to deteriorate to the point where they won't play. That's about 30 years. According to this compact disc service life blah 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 thing, Yeah. in 100 years, less than 1% of all compact discs will still be serviceable.
1: Good. Yeah
0: And you say A hundred years Man that's forever When were records Invented I know they weren't They didn't look like records Right But they're still playable today That's true The Edison Yes You know the the tube And you slid the the thing On top of the Edison Oh Still playable today Yeah Uh huh? And so the question is You know, what do we do? Well, quickly, and this is what the the Smithsonian and the the French group, the French government, just going ballistic, trying to get everything off of those compact discs and put them onto a hard drive. You know why? Because hard drives are going to last forever. Right? No. Aren't they?
1: Nothing's going to last forever now. Aren't they? I'm a little worried. Aren't they? This is scary. This is is the end of the CD.
0: Aren't they going to last? Living Eyes was the first compact disc to be manufactured for a demonstration. When people went, ah, oh, I'm seeing a compact disc for the first time. First time it was ever put out was on a BBC television pro- program called Tomorrow's World back in 1981. And it was the album Living Eyes by the Bee Gees. Ladies and gentlemen, there you go from that album. It's Bee Gees on Rock School. Would you believe me if I told you it's my yesterday, but feel alive. I know that we win. The world keeps on moving, but. To the first break if you've been listening and you can see that the compact disc is ready to grab its chest and hit the linoleum i mean literally not that well nobody wants them it's not that they don't want them it's gonna die what do you do with them let's say you have a ton of discs what do you want to do with them i don't now,
1: know how, how do you dispose of them well
0: oh, here's what i thought this is what joe thought I figured they had to have something in them that people wanted. There used to be this old celluloid nitrate film. Yeah. You know, it wasn't the celluloid that got people in trouble. It was the nitrate and such. It exploded, it burnt. And what they used to do back, you know, back when that was the main thing, they would take copies of films and they would burn them on purpose because it yielded silver. And they could then recover the silver. To which I thought... A compact disc has got to have silver or something in it that is recyclable. No, I'm afraid it doesn't.
1: No, no, no. mineral or anything. As, Nothing as valuable. I
0: searched and no searched proper. and searched for what can we recover. Apparently, the elements that were used are destroyed when the CD is made. However, there is a CD Recycling Center of America. Seriously, look it up online. It's I believe CD you. CD recycling, and it says here CDs can indeed be recycled for use in new products. This is where I thought for sure I'm going to hear that oh, we can get magnesium from it, or we can get zinc from it. Yeah. You know, something. Yeah. That, nope. The big selling point of a CD is that it was a specialized electronic recycling plastic. What they do is they clean them, grind them, blend them into compounds. And then send them out for a variety of uses. The big use is raw materials to make plastics for the automobile industry. Okay. That's what it is. So all the silver and all that kind of stuff, I'm sure it's separated. Yeah. But that stuff is not worth a darn thing. It's the plastic. It's a specific kind of plastic that apparently does well in the automotive industry.
1: Wow. Yeah. Why aren't there bins everywhere so that you can leave these things in them?
0: Because you can sell your discs and after we take a break i'll come back and see because people are going to be like how about can i make some money off it yeah but like next to nothing so i'll tell you about these places and we'll go on with the show who is listening to us on the rock school radio network
1: oh well that would be knhs in lafayette louisiana see
0: see that's the flagship station that's the flagship station and one more Uh that makes it a network yes it does get us on Facebook search Rock School Radio Show or we'll cry back in a minute here on Rock School of the break i don't want my compact discs but i don't really want to just give them to a recycling center and have them ground up and become auto parts so what do i do there is a company called second and charles and they will trade you your discs how much will you get for each cents pennies literally what we do 500 and something discs, oh yeah and i got a banjo yeah it's your basic five-string cumberland banjo Used. It's nice. Yeah, it was used. Exactly. Beaten. If you go online, there's a place called bonavendi.com. They want pennies. That's all you're getting. But they look for collectibles because when I read about these places, all I could think was they, you know, they just take them. They just and yeah. then recycle them and, and such. And then they get money for the plastic. No, they literally turn around and resell the CDs. People do like CDs. Really? Yeah. Amazon has a trade-in program. Once again, pennies per. Declutter, D-E-C-O-U-T-T-R, don't do the E, pennies. Book Monster, more pennies. Buyback Express, F-Y-E, and sell DVDs online. It is very easy to find this simply, you know, where can I trade in compact discs? Interestingly enough, they sell—they not only buy them, but they sell them in bulk. And according to the guy at Bonavendi, who allowed himself to be interviewed, says they don't sit on the shelf all that long. It's a buyer's market. People know they can get it. They're only going to pay pennies to get them. They transfer them off immediately. Plus, you can buy them in hellacious bulk. Like, I want 500 CDs and pff, well, off it will go. You know, go.
1: I wonder why you couldn't, since it's some kind of plastic, right? Yeah. Why couldn't you use it as, like, insulation?
0: I don't doubt you could.
1: When you're building a house or something like that, or you know, put it on top of your roof to, to let the uh, the aliens know where you are.
0: Oh, okay. as Over is, year. as is. I thought this this is going to sound dumb. In garden, in garden, or I thought kind of the same thing. You mean that silver that's in there can't be used to make uh, solar panels or something? Nope, it's worthless. It's worth the plastic is worth more than it is. Mm. So, got to play something. First compact disc I ever bought. Huh? Gotta be rock. Gotta be Van Halen. No, what is it? That's Earth, Wind, and Fire's Greatest Hits. That's the first one I bought. There you go. Sounds like this on Rock School. Out of the hour, plus a couple of extra minutes. Once again, I'm Joe Burns. You are? Tammy Burns. Let me dispel a myth, if I could. There's this neat little urban myth that goes around about compact discs that the reason the disc has a certain number of bytes or a certain space on it or a certain amount of time is because the first thing ever recorded on a compact disc was the Ninth Symphony by Beethoven. Now, I've heard it that it's, no, it's this. It's this, but it was always Beethoven in whatever I heard. Okay. The the, the tune changed, but it was always Beethoven. That is, how do I put this? Horse plop. Ooh, that's nice. It's untrue. Great story. You know, why let the facts get in the way of a great story? But here I'm going to. The first test pressing of a recording of Richard Strauss's An Alpine Symphony, played by the Berlin Philharmonic, was the first to be pushed onto a CD, 1979. Of course, nobody could buy it. That was just a test pressing. So Beethoven doesn't even come into play. It was Richard Strauss that was pushed down first. Now, the problem is, you know, well, of course, now we know the length of a CD because of Richard Strauss. No, it has nothing to do with that. A CD is just like a hard drive. It has a certain number of bytes to yeah. a certain number of length to a certain what have you. And it will hold as much music as it will hold because it's that big.
1: I wonder if Strauss's CD is still there.
0: I, I'm sure they've held on to it. It was the first one ever pressed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it may have holes
0: in it, though. I guarantee it has holes in it. It's, it's, it's deteriorating as well. And I'm going to talk to you about like little CD singles. As well, here in just a little bit. Yeah, let's do seven days, 70 seconds. These are the rock and roll dates April 30th all the way through May 6th. I got Monday from you. Go!
1: April 30th, Michael Jackson's Beat It hits number one. Trivia,
0: where does the phrase beat it come from? Beat it!
1: I don't know if I can tell you that. Don't you let me
0: beat it! West Side Story.
1: Oh, okay. Watch yeah, the yeah, yeah. opening
0: of West Side Story when the uh, I think it's the Jets are all running around and they see kids playing. They look at them and they go, "Beat, Beat it. it!" Yeah, exactly Beat that. It. May first, nineteen ninety-five. Nancy Sinatra appears on the cover of Playboy. Inside, she wears only boots. Get it. Ooh, go ahead. May 2nd,
1: 2003, Dixie Chicks appear naked on the front cover of Entertainment Weekly, covered in drawn on insults.
0: Yeah, I remember that. May 3rd, 1986, Dollywood officially opens. Mm, go in there. Yep.
1: Uh, May 4th, 2016, Donald Trump is contacted by right. the Rolling Stones to stop using Start Me Up.
0: Rolling Stones running stones
1: as his campaign Reggie. song huge
0: huge song what do you
1: what do you think they would think now would they go like okay donald it's fine nah,
0: doubt it May no fit. they still hate it 1942 tammy Wynette is born in virginia white pew in Mississippi.
1: Virginia Wynette Pew. That, that was, was her name. name. That was her name. Aww. May 6,
0: 1973, Paul Simon begins his first tour as a solo artist performing at the Music Hall in Boston. And it is kismet that Paul Simon is listed as the last item on yeah. our 7 Days and 70 Seconds because the first compact disc I ever gave away on the air, Boy in the Bubble by Paul Simon. Yeah, did it in, uh, did I it now? remember
1: Alabama. all of this stuff? I'm
0: smart. Uh, here you go. It's Paul Simon and on Rock School. Like Rocks I Skull. said, how can you remember
1: all this <laughs> stuff?
0: It was a slow
1: day, and the sun was beating on the soldiers by the side of the road. There was a bright light. Shattering of shop windows, the bomb in the baby carriers was wired to the radio. Baby don't cry.
0: Exactly why I remember uh, giving away Paul Simon's Boy in the Bubble. Okay. This was at WQLT, Sound of the Shoals, 107.3. This was down in uh, Alabama. In fact, it's where you and I met. The reason I remember it is because we, as a radio station, went all compact disc. And if you remember, that was a huge selling point. He, yep. All your music is digital now. Yeah, we did all it this sounds stuff. better, right? Yeah. Well, you know, it's going out over the radio, so you got a lot of things between the playing and somebody listening to it. Be you know, before it can really be screwed up. But I remember. If you remember, when a compact disc tray came out... It made a
1: sound, right?
0: That, yes. And it also had that little divot in the middle of it. Right. It was the big one, and then it was that little divot in the middle. What was that for? That was for a compact disc single. Yeah. Which was small enough to fit inside of it. And it it was really a neat thing, a collector's item. And I remember the company who sold us the CD Jukebox, Century, Uh Century 21 was the name of it, they um, then gave us a crapload of CDs that I'm sure they sold the contest to people, but we got Paul Simon and the the single at the time was "Boy in the Bubble," and it was about the size of I don't know two quarters.
1: Yeah, it looked like a Barbie doll record. Exactly
0: that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we gave them away. That's the reason Aww. I remember it. Yeah, so there.
1: Now would it? You had to have a uh, a connector is probably not the right word, but you had to have mm-hmm. in order to play that on a CD player, didn't you? Have to have the the big player and no. you put that...
0: No, 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 it could... It would, it would play on any compact disc player because that divot, it sat down in the little recess. Yeah, but resets. like
1: putting it in, in my car today, you wouldn't be able to slide it in because it wouldn't a, fit. You'd, you have, to a a, you'd have to be in a standardized right. CD. You, know, you remember they came yeah. out with one and you would put the small ones in the middle to I fit in your didn't, car.
0: I don't remember that, but I don't doubt that's the truth. Because they do the same thing with, remember, you've had a cassette player in your yeah. car. A wire came off of it and you could attach it to something. And then that would use the comp or use the cassette to play through. Right. So here's the thing. There's all your compact discs. There they sit. Do you have any that are worth money? Just as there are collectors' items oh, and no. records.
1: Say it there, isn't so
0: Yeah. I have here some of the most sought after compact discs. Tell and me. It, it has to do. With the fact that there aren't very many of them.
1: Oh, it has nothing to do with who they are.
0: No. Who's listening to us? I'll come back Uh, with a few more of these. Let me
1: see. Let me see. Radio Universidad in Salamanca, Spain.
0: Excellent. Back in a minute here on Rock School. coming out of the break I have a wicked long list of uh, CDs that are worth some money but let's let's get up into the top 5 okay. those that are really worth some coin at number five, Bob Dylan, the 50th Anniversary Collection. Last one that sold went at 2625 $2,625. Oh, Sony Music only released 100 copies of this puppy back in 2013, and it had to be for the European market. Number four, Eminem's Slim Shady EP. Now, it came out in 1997, so the vast majority of these were on record. According to Sony... It states that only 500 confirmed copies were sent out. So that's why it's worth Oh, my goodness. It doesn't have a specific value here. It says that it has sold for $2,800. Ouch.
1: Please play something from uh, Slim Shady.
0: (laughs) Rolling Stones at number three, Steel Wheels Japan Tour. You must get the compilation that was released only in Japan and was only made for the Steel Wheels Tour back in 1990. Not
1: fair. It
0: has gone for $4,400. One compact disc. Goodness. Number two, Rolling Stones, Paul McCartney, Queen, the greatest Japan-only box set. It has gone for over $5,000. And the number one, the highest value compact disc ever. This actually has numbers to it. Okay. Prince. My name was Prince. A little prophetic at the moment because he's passed, but that was right as he changed his name to the symbol okay my name was prince japan only compilation last time it came up it went for over five thousand dollars only 50 copies of the album were released and only in japan
1: goodness
0: first compact disc to sell a million copies brothers in arms dire straits on rock school Two question. This year, we're going to put out another Christmas album. We're already kind of looking into making songs and such. Here's my question to you.
1: Rethinking it, man. We,
0: right. We've made compact discs every year. Do we make another compact disc this year? And if not, how in the world do we distribute this thing to God, friends and I family?
1: Know. I don't know.
0: I don't know either. Now, let me ask you this. Yeah. How long ago was a human being able to buy a CD player you might you might remember this for a short while, when I was in grad school, uh-huh. I had a, I had a Dell, or was it a Gateway? One of the two. One of the early computers, and I had one of the first CD-ROMs.
1: Yes, you did. If
0: you remember, people came over to the apartment just to see it.
1: Yeah, I do remember that. I mean, I
0: had like a little video of a sloth. We l-
1: yeah, we, li- like we lived in a dump, but my gosh, yeah. thank God your computer was fantastic, huh? It was huh? beautiful.
0: It had a 28.8 modem, ladies Ooh, and gentlemen. Dial up. 33 years ago. Was only thirty three years ago, June nineteen eighty five, the CD ROM was invented. Then the CDR, the writable, uh, was done in nineteen ninety. That's twenty eight years ago. Sony and Philips came up with these things jointly. It's just thirty three years ago is when this became really available to the public. And now, not only is it dead, it's dying. The, as as one person suggested. You know the the character Wolverine. Yeah, he got that whatever adamantium I think it is. Right. And in the last one, it states, "Well, that's what gave him all his power, but then that's what killed him." Mm-hmm. The same thing with CDs. Not that they're Wolverine, but what made them wonderful is killing them.
1: Oh my gosh! Exactly it's, like that. A, it's like a CD cancer, huh? Exactly. It's awful.
0: Two years later, in September of eighty-seven, Microsoft ships its first software on compact disc. In uh, January 1991, Commodore, as in the game and such, puts out its CD-TV and it had a CD-ROM player in it. And if you were an Apple person, you finally got your first CD-ROM in Macintosh's drives in 1992, ladies and gentlemen. It says here, On February 26th, 1987, the first four UK albums by... The Beatles, might have heard of them, were released in mono on compact disc. So the Beatles, remember how long it took the Beatles to stream? Yes. How long it took the Beatles to get on the Exactly. The, now nah, they went right to compact disc 1987. Here are the Beatles on Rock School. the final break, you asked a really good question. I did? If compact... Well, you did it off-air, but if compact discs are dying, Mm -hmm. aren't laser discs dying? Yeah,
1: DVDs. Aren't
0: DVDs dying? Aren't Blu-rays dying? Are
1: are the red box DVD little stations (laughs) everywhere, are they going to start exploding? No, Or maybe take off to space, huh? It could
0: very well. It could very well, but no, I... I don't know. I have to believe that they're all kind of based off of one another. So I would think. I have to believe that. Who's going to put
1: money into that technology to make it better than it already was? Because it was good.
0: It was excellent for the time. And I think, it's, I think what DVDs did for a long time that sort of set them apart as we can still have DVDs they made it special for the fans. When you bought a DVD, remember it had a booklet. It had yep. It had an, an well, extra... It, it
1: replaced the album, remember?
0: I, I guess, I yeah, you could make that argument, but it had a lot of extra it stuff. It had
1: tangibles.
0: Right. It was so much more than just the movie, whereas if you bought a compact disc, you got the album. Yeah. That's it. And if they could... Not that I want them to revive the compact disc, I don't even use them anymore, but if indeed they want to revive it, they may want to look into that, the idea of what DVDs used to be. I mean, they're just packages now. Do the
1: Disney thing. Put do out the, out the 50th thing. anniversary kind of thing.
0: Right, and make it worthwhile. And I know what people are going to say, well, Joe, box sets do that. Yeah, you're right, but the box set was also like $100. Do it for 25 And you might get people to, to buy them again, but again, I, I, I think people have all said the heck with it. But whether DVDs are going to die or not, that's an excellent An excellent question. It's got to be that people are looking around going, geez, are these things that I burnt going to go? Disney
1: said I would have it forever for my kids. No,
0: I'm afraid you don't. The first uh, single that went to number one that was available on the little three-inch CD, mini CD or CD single was I Want to Dance with Somebody Who Loves Me by Whitney (gasps) Houston. Yes. Oh, you're going to play that, right? No, not at all.
1: Why? I'm going
0: to finish the show with this. Do you remember Rhino Disc? Yeah. Rhino disc. Had the rhino on it. Rhino disc had to put out their first pop CD and they did it with Frank Zappa. It was peaches and regalia. How's that for? You're not playing that, are you? That's what I'm going to end on.
1: Over Whitney.
0: I love finishing the show with an instrumental because I can just fade it right down to hit time perfectly. Oh, I love that. And that'll wrap it up. You got compact discs. I don't know what they're worth. It may be that you'll just trade it all for a banjo. It is funny that I traded it for a banjo. It's hilarious. Of all instruments. I know. That'll do it. I'm Joe Burns.
1: I'm every woman. Yeah. Tammy <laughs> Burns. I'm
0: peaches and regalia. Frank Zappa. That's <laughs> it. Class is dismissed.